Well, hi everyone. Hello. Hearts for the health of it. It's Hearts Need Arts' sixth birthday. Woo! Oh, wait. This is what happens when you're not prepared. Wait, do that again. It's Hearts Need Arts' sixth birthday. Woo! Uh, and we're here. Uh, what was that Eminem song? Back again. Guess who's back? Back again. again. We're here with the founders, Stanzi. Hi, Stanzi. <laughs> hey, Richard. Well, it's been a while. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, it's been like not six years, though, but it's been a minute. And we wanted to take the time on this podcast to kind of do a little. I don't know, flashback of what's been going on here at Hearts Need Art for the last six years. Show some videos, show some photos about where we started, where we're at, what we look forward to in the future. I know it's a big deal when a um, nonprofit reaches five years and we mm -hmm. have reached six years. And yes. uh, yeah, so <laughs> I want to ask you, Stanzi, what has been the biggest like aha moment for you during this entire six years or like what has changed the most in your mind? Like mm. when you think back on six years. That's such a big question. This whole process of starting the organization and then working on helping it get more established and then passing it off to you, Richard has been like each season has brought, new challenges and new opportunities to learn. And I feel like it's been constant aha moments. And I think mm -hmm. the nature of our work is it's so sacred and it's um, so deep, like that there's not, you can't help but be transformed by this work on an ongoing basis. So it would, it feels impossible. It'd be like, I, you would need my whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to pick uh, the biggest aha moment. Um, but I think, um, yeah, if I think of, of something more specific than that, I'll, I'll work it in later, but there's just so many, I mean, it's just, we're just so lucky to get to do this work. Either love it, scared and sometimes both. Yes. But yep. <laughs> But it's such it's such crazy, interesting work. But it, you just feel like you're the luckiest person in the world yeah. to be able to to meet everybody that we get to meet. And we're not only I feel like changing their lives, we're changing our lives. I feel like a completely different person since joining Hearts Need Art. And uh, yeah. yeah, Catherine, what, what yeah. do you feel like you've been in? You've had an interesting transition of different things here at Hearts New Art as well. So I'm curious of your perspective. Um, I think like the word that comes to mind is um, humbling. Like to me, it's very humbling work. And um, what I mean is like, it's kind of a mix of overwhelm and humbling at the same time, because mm. um, there's always just this, reminder in this work that we do that connection can be very simple and it can happen over art or music or writing or whatever, whatever art experience we're doing. And um, that we're not, we're, we're all not really strangers. Like we, we think mm -hmm. we are, we have this perception that we're separate, but um, it, so it's humbling to me to have this constant reminder that we are all really <laughs> connected to each other. Um, it's just giving ourselves the opportunity to take the time to do that, to be present with people. Mm. Yeah. And as a selfish reminder, if you'd like to help us continue to do this work with patients, staff members, please just, it's very easy. You text <laughs> podcast to 53555 and uh, help support what we're doing here at Hearts New Art. Before we get into photos and videos, I want to ask each of you when you 
knew or realized or found out what arts and health even was? Mm. Um, well, I was kind of already doing it by the time I realized it was a thing and it was a field of arts and health. Um, I'm trying to remember when that moment was. Um, I think it was when I discovered, so I was already singing for patients in the hospital. I'd been doing that for several years. And then I was really wanting to start an organization and get more serious. And somehow I stumbled upon, um, the, Center for Arts and Medicine at University of Florida and was like, oh, what? This is a thing. <laughs> this is this, amazing. This, yeah. <laughs> um, and went and did their summer intensive and they just do amazing work leading, leading the field of arts and health. Um, and it was there that I actually heard the term arts, arts and health um, for the first time. Mine was through an internship in college. So this was back in like 2006. Um, and I had an opportunity to, uh, I was a fine arts major. And so they had an internship set up with a local children's hospital that had um, an arts and health program. Um, and my professor at the time was a huge advocate for that. So it's really because of her that I even, that even came to be on my radar um, and so, yeah, that, that was my first exposure to the concept of, and the practice of arts and health. Hmm. Mine was the day I met Stanzi at Woodlawn <laughs> Theater here in San Antonio. I want to yeah. show, show the picture. Is, yeah, <laughs> There's a picture. Well, no, I, but it, I wish, uh, but it was, I saw a little bit similar like to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was there by myself. I took myself on a little date because I was feeling sad. And uh, I got introduced to Stanzi and she was standing behind this little booth like you see on your screen. And I saw her handmade tag board sign. And did you I, use uh, rubber cement or what? what did um, <laughs> yeah, I think there was maybe some rubber cement involved in this poster. I just love this picture so much because I like made everything that's, that's amazing table. like I printed off the flyers at home and I printed off the picture like and made the sign this is very early days of hearts need art um and I just love this picture because it just shows how far we've come to yeah and then the next picture is how far we've come if you want to talk about that that's your photo so what we're going to do is we're going to just throw up random photos and we all came together the three of us threw some photos in here of things we've loved over the last six years and then we're going to talk about them and that's going to be the podcast and then that'll give you plenty of time to uh donate and text podcast to 53555 and uh help us continue our mission okay there we go what is this this was so the last picture was early days of heart scene art, cardboard signs and all of that. And then a few, a couple weeks ago, well, like, wait, how long ago? Time oh, has, October see. 24th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Uh, almost, a, yes, a month ago. <laughs> so there's an organization in San Antonio called Impact San Antonio. And it's a group of women who are full, full, philanthropically minded, um, who pool their money together to give these big impact grants to five organizations every year. So they give, they pick five organizations and they give a hundred thousand dollars to each one in different categories. And it's an incredibly competitive process. And it's a very prominent, it's a, it's a really big deal just to even like become a semifinalist and then a finalist. Well, not only did we become a finalist on the very first year, but we won one of the five impact high impact grants um this year. And um it's we have of... more applause for that. More applause. Okay. Oh sorry. Okay. <laughs> it represents a project that will be starting at the beginning of the year with a new hospital that we're launching. And it's going to be part of a um kind of a research project as well. We're doing a we're implementing a full-time full-scale hospital-wide arts and health program serving staff, family members, and um, professional caregivers. And um, so we're super thankful to Impact SA and really proud of our progress as a team to be able to get to the point where um, we can, you know, land these big projects, these big grants and big projects. And it's, it's a really exciting time. 
So if we go back to this, I have questions. <laughs> okay, so the card, the cardboard, now yes. that we can afford to get things printed, but I want to know in this photo, how many people did we have at Hearts and Yard? Was it just you? And what maybe did our bank account look like then? Um, okay, so let's see. <laughs> if there was we, a bank account at this point. There was a bank account at this point. Um, there, it was just me. And then I had like mostly like guest artists that were coming out. I think we had a couple, a couple of visual artists at that point. Um, bank account was very, very slim. I don't even think we were regularly paying our, our artists yet. I think that year we had to wait to the end of the year. Um, our artists were just working volunteer and at the end of the year we had we had enough money from a grant that we got at the end of the year to pay our artists for the work wow. that they had back done that pay. year <laughs> yeah we back, yeah. we back paid them which you know they were very surprised by and and you know we were glad to be able to bless them in that way but it was yeah I mean that's why I was printing stuff at home because we didn't have any money right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah Over. my husband was our our, <laughs> our biggest donor <laughs> in the beginning he should be on here. He um, okay, next photo. I don't know who this is. Oh, that's my photo. Mm -hmm. So this is a photo of me and Gracie. Um, Gracie was one of our, one of the young adult oncology patients that I got to work with. And this picture is actually from before I started Heart Scene Art when I was just going to the hospital by myself and singing for patients. Um, and I've, I've told, I've told a little bit of her story, um, before on the podcast, but she was incredibly instrumental in really challenging me to start Hearts Need Art. Um, she saw how much it helped her and her fellow patients. And there were, she knew there were so many that were going to come after her that, you know, and she's like, we need more, you know, her quote, um, uh, she said, you know, we need more art and music. We need more reasons to get out of our isolation. We need to remember the reasons why we're alive as much as we need the things that keep us alive. And um, she got a tattoo on her arm inspired by one of the songs I sang her. It was, I mean, it was a really powerful relationship. Um, and I'm really grateful that I got to know Gracie and I'm really grateful that her husband, she's, she's since passed, but I'm really grateful that her husband continues to let me share her story. Um, because she was incredibly instrumental to, um, kind of giving me a kick in the pants to start heart sweetheart. <laughs> it's a great, uh, speech that you have written when you go out and speak to different organizations or people that every single time I hear it, I end up crying. because When it's I such, tell Gracie's story. Yeah, yeah. It's just, she's like, I feel like we wouldn't be here without her, you know? Yeah. Like, There's a lot of her DNA and what we do. And yeah. a lot of, a lot of what we do is informed by the, the feedback that she and other, other patients that I worked with um, gave. All right, ready for the next one. Ready. Oh, that's mine. Okay. <laughs> so um, this image is of two of our um, artists. One is Hannah, and she's painting a, a hospital room window, and Jaime is playing his guitar kind of in the background. Um, <clears throat> but this is one of my favorite memories, kind of in general, of working in the hospital um, because there is something really indescribable about, um, I guess, as an artist, being able to work with a musician at the same time. Um, oftentimes, I, I feel like patients are more likely to say yes to music <laughs> than they are to art. But what I found um, on days when musicians and artists were there together, it was kind of like, we got to do, they would say yes to both. And so there was just these, a lot of really special moments created where the patient's listening to a song they love, uh, the artist is painting something that they requested. And so it just feels like their room is vibrating with just so much love and joy and it, it just transforms the space. It's, it's a really incredible thing to witness. So mm. I get chills just thinking about it. Cause it, I mean, that's a really good way to describe like it vibe, like the room is vibrating with love and, and light. That's how it feels. Yeah. And so often we don't get to um, 
document it because it just happens and then it's right. over. And so it's always special when we actually get to take a photo or a video and get to replay it later and uh, remind ourselves over and that over. That it really like, happened. That yeah. it happened, yeah. yes. <laughs> sometimes they are, there's so many pinch me moments where you're like, I cannot yeah. believe this is happening. Or like, yeah. does anyone else see this happening? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyone else? Understand? Yes. Like we should start a podcast to talk about it. <laughs> All right. This one. That is not from, no, that's from something else. Okay, that is deleted. Uh, deleted. Oops. All right, so this It's a good one, picture. It is a good picture. That's Izzy and we love her. Um, this is a picture. There's a backstory to this. So um, first of all, I did not join Hearts New Art as an artist or a musician. I have none of those talents. However, oh, comma. However, <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. And we had a patient who was in the hospital for a very long time. And she was supposed to have been in, I think, Hawaii for her 50th birthday. Mm. And she was in the hospital instead. And she did everything with us. All of our group art classes, she was always there. She was an artist, a really good artist herself. Um, and her cousin, I believe, asked if we would go in on her birthday to paint a island scene while she was in art class so we could surprise her when she got back to her room. So at the time I was the program coordinator. And so I scheduled two different artists and one artist to come in and sneak in and do this window painting and one to do the art class. And the window painter called in sick. And so I was left alone. <laughs> to do it and so I called Hannah our artist I think she was sick and I was like I need you to help me talk me through how to paint uh, what do I do uh, what do I do exactly so she, I did this entire thing while she was in um her art class and then she ended up leaving sick and walked in in the middle of it Aww. but you can't see it and so I, I was like do you want me to leave are you okay and she was like no I just like I want to watch you do it. I was like, oh, okay, great. More pressure. Like, oh, cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I'd love to do that. Um, so we sat and she laughed at my painting. And um, but we had a good time. And you can't see it in this photo, but I was even putting in things in the water. And so there's also this is how zoom in, right? Yeah, ready? This is how good, quote unquote, good of an artist I am. So this was, Aww. I was, she Look was, at the hair. yeah, she was, she is, um, she's, what's it called? Water surfing. surfing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I did not know how to do that. And that's the way she came out. And it looks so good. So moral of the story is you don't have to be good at art to make art. I, I have a question for you though, Richard, how did you feel after doing that? after creating that whole window painting. Exhausted. And yeah. I was exhausted. It was a lot of work because those are big windows and I took up all of them, but it, it was fun. There was a lot of nerves doing it because I needed, I thought that I needed to finish it before she got in. So there was all this like chaos surrounding that entire thing. But actually once she sat down and we were chatting, like it all just was so comforting for me because she didn't care really how it turned out. Um, and so uh, thankfully she didn't care how it turned out. Um, and it was just like a good like moment for us to just like talk about what she was, you know, like supposed to be doing and what she was doing and still she was having fun on her birthday and that's really all that mattered. So I was, well, well and uh, I think one of the, I think something that's exemplified so well in that is there's so many different ways that the arts can impact us. Um, and excellent, beautiful art in whatever um, medium can be awe-inspiring and transcend, you know, transcend, you know, help us transcend and rise above. And um, it has that like awe effect, right? But even, but when we use our creativity to love each other and to um, artify something that's important to someone that we care about that has a totally different impact. And it doesn't have to be 
excellent and perfect. Um, even though like what you did, Richard, it like looks like a beach scene. Like you <laughs> yeah, did a good totally. job <laughs> and you could tell what it is. And I, I, I know this patient you're talking about too. And she felt so loved by, by the effort, knowing that this wasn't the plan and this wasn't your wheelhouse, but you cared enough about her and cared enough about what she cared about to reflect that back to her in a visual way. Um, and that's something we all have the power to do in our daily lives. You don't have to wait till you can do excellent, perfect art in order to, but that's a myth anyway, and in order to make people around you feel loved through your creativity. Yes. It was a good lesson in just do it and just try it. And it's yeah. okay if it's not perfect. Cause I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. Uh, but even, I mean, we just so everybody knows we do hire professional musicians and artists. <laughs> yes. So not everything turns out this scary. But I think it's adorable. It's but... so cute. <laughs> I should have it as little, like a little figurine on my desk. You should. Um, totally. But it was still the process of doing it. That was fun for both of us. That's cool. All right. Oh, this is me. Um, so this was um, a live painting that Ashley, our artist, did in um, an outpatient clinic. And she did it in the waiting room just to give people in the waiting room something to kind of distract themselves. And they could help pick, pick uh, colors and everything. And the patient asked her if he could have the photo. He just like walked mm -hmm. up to her and was like, I've loved watching you do this. Can I have it? And she was like, I don't know the answer to that. So she ran and grabbed me and I was like, of course he can have it. So she finished it while he was there and he took it home. And it was just one of those, like, I'm so glad we did it that day. You know, like, I'm glad we do it every day, but it was that day that he needed to take that home. And um, it was just a really, she felt so special. She signed it and uh, gave it to him and, and he took it and it was a beautiful morning. It's it's truly amazing how how much amazing artwork has been created by our amazing artists and musicians in the hospital. And it's stuff that no one else is that no one's going to see like that's yeah. and it, like it, it always is incredibly inspiring the the effort of love that's poured out from our artists and that they're really bringing the most excellent version of their art forms to the patients. And it's not going to end up being sold in a gallery or anything like that you know she but that that train that changed his day you know yeah. Yeah. and it was exactly why we do what we do for them and there it is there have it yep oh i love this picture this is a picture i should have given done the before picture too this is a picture of one of the hallways in one on one of the units that are the very first unit that we started in. And when we started, the walls were super institutional and bare and just like, blah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, there's, we need to do something about this. And we were creating all this artwork. The patients were creating all this artwork in our class. And so we, um, we were petitioned the hospital to install just this s simple, line like it's just a, a clothesline kind of yeah it's basically yeah. a clothesline along, along um, the length of one of the hallways and we so that we could clip the artwork from the art class onto this line to like create a patient art gallery and um it transformed the whole unit i mean just the energy the energy shift in people when they came on the unit as they were walking the unit and we heard a lot of um, thing, a lot of really positive things from the staff, especially because they often had trouble um, getting patients to walk during the day, which is really important when they were on chemotherapy treatment to keep as much gentle physical activities they could. Um, but they had trouble motivating the patients. But patients that had put art in the art gallery, then wanted to, anytime they had a visitor, they wanted to walk to the art gallery and show off their art piece. They wanted to walk their nurse down to the art gallery and show off their art piece, or they just wanted to walk the halls and see what new art pieces were up that week. Um, so it shifted behavior in a positive way um, on the unit. And our nurses said that it also gave them a more intimate look and understanding at the internal 
experiences of their patients and really humanized the, the, that relationship as well, that parent, that, um, patient, uh, client or not patient client, but patient nurse, patient doctor relationship. So I just love the, you know, the before and after of, and it's just so simple. Like we put up uh, a line and, you know, <laughs> hung up the artwork. <laughs> so anyway, I love that picture. Yeah. It was so simple, so easy. And so many times you would know when someone left because they would go and they would take their artwork. They, like they were allowed artwork. to take it when they were leaving, if they wanted. And, uh, and we would rotate it out every week or whatever, when we were making art, it was really fun. Yeah. And then you would go to other floors who that didn't have that. And you could feel it right away. Like yeah. you walk on a bare floor and you're like, Oh, mm. so weird. It really it makes a, a really good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a story of a staff member who I was begging to come to a class and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't. He always said no to me and he, cause he was embarrassed and he did. And so he finally came and we were doing tissue paper birds that day and he did it and he gave the bird leopard feet, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and he did the entire thing. And as he was leaving, he said, Richard, I think I'm an artist. Yes. Oh and I gosh. like, of course, I start crying because that's like the whole goal of the thing. <laughs> right. And I was like, you are an artist. And he after that would come to as many classes as he could. And um, one of our holiday cards is designed by him yep. and he bought a bunch of them to send to all of his family <laughs> and his friends and it just like that was always my favorite was when someone would tell me no five thousand times and then that one time they finally say yes and they oh my gosh like this is i can do this yes even if it turns out as badly as my surfer <laughs> can do it. I was going to say, it's so similar to your story about that window, because I mean, you, I, I don't know, like if I was, if I were you, I would take a look at that and be like, oh, I, like I can actually make a window painting. I mean, I did it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As silly as it looks, I did it. Yes. Um, oh, and I'm going to go through like a whole bunch of, <laughs> of me because um, I got excited and threw a bunch of photos in here. But this was one of our first lobby concerts at a hospital where we would set up a musician at the entrance of the hospital um, and play music while people were, were entering the hospital. And Jaime here, a musician, I, this picture just like, this is like his Christmas album cover. If he were to make I know. it. Like, <laughs> I know. a rock star. He is a rock star. And I just love this photo because it's that whole Christmas vibe, holiday vibe and, and the mood in the hospital. And he just really set the tone for people coming into the hospital. And he would, he has crowds that gather around him when he's performing. And it was just such a great addition to what we do to bring it to people coming in. Not, you know, we didn't, wait until they were in a room we we met them right at the beginning to show them what kind of care they were going to receive mm -hmm. so i'm glad we did that um this oh i love this picture is <laughs> a board meeting because these are the type of board meetings we have here at hearts need art um our first team building team building <laughs> this was um a trial of a game we had thought of to do at our first gala in 2018 where we had second gala but yeah was it uh-huh it was our second gala oh yes our second gala this is correct um <laughs> where we wanted to find a bunch of random supplies that you would find in a hospital room hide them under tables and then make everybody come up with a costume or an outfit based on those materials and then we had a um, fashion show and awards given and I threw it out to the board members to try to see if it would work and they had a blast with it and I oh, was yeah. like okay well, this will work at our gala that <laughs> those are the types of galas we have so that was one that. of the more that was one of the more um uh celebrated and divisive activities uh, we've done at one of our galas yes. <laughs> like the mayor still talks about right. that activity because he'd like judge the contest um Ron Nuremberg the mayor of San Antonio and 
it made such an impression on him and he loved it. And so many people just like loved it. And then there were people that like really like, ran the other way. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had tables like where like there wasn't an extrovert at the table. And so they just were all sitting there stewing and like not wanting to do the group ac- public activity. Um, so if we were going to do something like that in the future, we would be more intentional about the seating arrangements. <laughs> sure there's a good mix or make sure that it's at least you know anyway it was i mean but people still talk about that it was so fun it was really fun yeah oh i love this baby this is mine um okay so this is a window painting of a cow that a patient requested because she loved cows um and she also requested that there were orange butterflies in this painting. So um, this was a younger patient and she was there with her grandmother. Um, and the patient just kept saying how she has like no artistic ability whatsoever. Um, she told me about the sports that she does. And so we, we chatted for a while uh, while I was painting. And toward the end, I invited her to try painting some of the butterflies um and her grandmother was very encouraging it's like yeah you can do it you can do it so it was kind of a a team effort um and I left paints in the room for her to to add what she wanted but so she started painting and just like a few strokes in she's like this isn't so hard I can do this and it just I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can put paint on a window. And it, it was just uh, cool to see the, I guess, just like the tri- the transformation, like, you know, small transformation in a short period of time um, from I absolutely am not going to do that to I'm going to try it. And then, oh, I can, I can do this. And it's kind of fun. So uh, that was a great an, memory. Yeah. And such an empowering experience for her, too. Like in a time when she's probably feeling really powerless. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Window paintings, I think, were one of our best ideas um, because <laughs> some views from hospital rooms are just awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even if they're beautiful, you can enhance them and customize them, which I think is great. And people are really allowed to tell us what they want on them and make it a really good conversation piece. Mm-hmm. It's a really great idea. Love window paintings. Yes. Um, this is Cassie, who oh, I love Cassie. was a musician <laughs> and um, a recipient of Hearts Need Art. And this was our first day of doing music at an outpatient clinic. And Cassie performed there and when she was done I think it was when she was done or maybe it was when she started she um told us that the little station that she was in was actually the station that she received all of her um transfusions in oh and so it was a really good like full circle moment for her and of course we all cried um because it was just such like, and it was a random, like they told us which stall to go in to play that was open and it happened to be the one which patient. Wow. Yeah. Cool day. What a beautiful way to redeem that space for her. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Th- oh, well, this is sideways. Um, but <laughs> this is, I don't know why, um, one of my favorite paintings. I'm going to remove this stuff but you can still donate if you'd like um, that we had, oops, we had a group art class and it was mostly women in this class. And then a guy showed up and they were painting butterflies and he did not want to paint butterflies. And I was like, all right, well, what do you want? And he said, I just want black paint and red paint. And so I gave him that and he took a piece of paper and with the tiniest paintbrush, he painted that entire thing black, except for that balloon and like a little window up here. And it took him the entire two hours to do this. And then he just left and gave us the painting. And we were, of course, like blown away, like no idea what the painting means, like, but just he clearly needed to have some sort of outlet. And that is what he came up with. And we ended up, and then he like disappeared from the floor and we didn't see him. And uh, during that time where we thought he would be there, we had this framed for him. 
And then he left. And one day I was in the outpatient clinic and he was there and I ran back to the floor that we kept this on and ran back and gave it to him. And he was like speechless that we did that for him. And he was so thankful and he took it home. And it was just like one of those things where you're like, yeah, another moment where you're like, I, this is why we do this. Like he needed that and whatever it meant to him, he was finished with the painting and, and I'm just glad we gave him that space to be able to do that. It's such a striking piece. I yeah. mean, all of us remember that piece that were there that day. Yeah, it yeah. was, it's great. Oh, oh this our is, very first gala. Yeah, okay. I did get it right. This is <laughs> oh, our first gala, yeah. um, which was so much fun and this is Ashley doing a live painting where she did an entire this giant canvas in like four minutes during a song and all I remember from this is the room was completely silent while she was doing it and at one point she was painting so hard that the canvas started to shake and the easel started to shake and all I thought was this cannot go down like you cannot <laughs> please don't like like this can't happen we need to sell this thing this is a fundraiser please and she and there's a video on our youtube channel of the entire thing that y'all should go watch it was just beautiful to watch her do it and it it was perfect but it was so scary as someone who was like making sure it had to happen correctly um, but it did, and it, it raised a lot of money for us, and we're very thankful for that, and we love Ashley. Such a magical night. Yeah. Okay, so this is my picture. Um, so this is a picture of me singing for Cassie. So we met Cassie a minute ago, and she was, Richard was telling the story of her playing piano in the same outpatient clinic she was treated in. And, um, but I met her, I met her first when she had, was just starting treatment. Um, we actually had the same type of leukemia. So I had leukemia in high school and then she had leukemia when she was in college. Um, and this is such a cool, I love this picture. We had a photographer here this day, um, and we got to capture this really special moment. So Cassie, uh, was a piano major. She was a music major and she, when she came into the hospital, she, really had a challenging time as you can imagine and really kind of lost interest in music for a while um and then I came in one day with the keyboard and um it kind of reignited that but I happened to be visiting at a time that her piano teacher was there visiting her and I happened to know her piano teacher Zachary Ridgway and um and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy, like small world. And then he jumped on the on the keyboard and accompanied me singing for her. And it just was this really cool serendipitous moment that we had these kind of moments happen all the time. And we ha we would just get really excited when we, when we get to capture them on on um on camera. And then, you know, as Cassie was with us for um, as a musician after she finished treatment for, um, for a long time. And we just love Cassie. She's amazing. And she's lucky enough to live in California now. I know she's married and like, uh, living her best life. Jealous, jealous of her California miss, life. Miss you, Cassie. Miss yes. you, girl. <laughs> okay. This Aww. is, this is mine. Um, I don't know. Do, do we want to show the video first? I don't know. It's kind of, you tell me. Do do you want to just show the video or do you want to, um, do you want to talk about the video first? Is this the Archie video? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, just play it. Okay. Just play it. Here we go. Stop. Just play it. You're right. Magical things happen with our musicians and artists at the hospital all the time. Some days they're extra special. Like today, we had some members of the San Antonio Symphony coming to play music for patients. And we were on the oncology unit and one of um, the patients came out of his room to listen to music and just was so touched. He shared with me that it was his dream to sing Oh Holy Night with the San Antonio Symphony. They had already moved on to another floor, but I went back and got them and they accompanied him singing Oh Holy Night. All right, our soloist has arrived, y'all. 
this is this is this is Archie and he would like to sing with you guys. For those of you who are just listening and didn't get to see the end of the video, Archie just, he just broke down. As soon as he finished singing, he just broke down crying. And um, God, that was such an incredible moment. It's <laughs> just that whole, it was amazing. <laughs> I cry every time I see that video. Yeah, I do. Every I tear time. up. Every, yes. I've seen it so many times now. <laughs> <laughs> tearing up again <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you're listening you need to go actually watch yeah <laughs> watch this episode yeah. so you can see that video um so the, the yeah the, the pictures. pictures um so this is the same patient this is Archie and I um I had seen that video that Stanzi had posted about him singing and then a few weeks later I went into a patient room and this is who I met. And I was like, you're the guy that got to sing with the symphony. <laughs> um, Can I have your autograph? I know, right? <laughs> so so I, I got to work with Archie a couple of different times. And each, like, he always said yes. He would always say yes to art. Um, and each time I worked with him, I just learned so much about his life. So the, the first image is um, a mandala project he and I did together. Um, and the second image is a window painting he requested of um, a husky. And um, I think that what was so striking to me about working with him was um, his willingness to just share about who he was, his, his family, um, how, like I learned his backstory on singing, um, that he, the only reason he started singing is because one of his choir teachers kind of nudged him to do it he was very mm. reluctant and it just became such a huge part of his life like music was um just integral to who he was as a person and so it made it was like I learned that much later after seeing the the symphony video and then hearing the backstory I was like oh my gosh this it just made that um his performance of Oh Holy Night like even more meaningful than it already was. Um, so really special interactions with him. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't, I didn't know that Catherine. That's that. I didn't realize he had done that much art with you. That's really cool. Yeah. It was uh, like, obviously you, you're, you don't like want to see patients over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you want them to be home, but at the same time, when, when they are there for an extended period of time, it does open up this opportunity to, build a, a stronger connection with them so hmm. yeah cool we've done a lot in six years <laughs> we have <laughs> what what are each of you the most proud of so far hmm. silence <laughs> there's okay. so many there's so many i think i'm most proud Hmm. I'm, I'm just most proud of our team. I think when I, when I first started the organization and saw and like myself experienced how much I had to learn about being on an oncology unit and working with patients and dealing with lots of death and loss and how do, how do you accompany people on the, on their their journey, which sometimes was what's the end of their journey. Um, my big concern was how do we teach, how do, 
how do we teach other people to do this? Like how, <laughs> like, I know it needs to grow, but how do we teach other people to do this? And I'm incredibly proud of our team and each person that um, has joined our team and seen how hard it's been and has leaned in and said yes and learned and gone through what's often a very painful process to learn how to um, to come alongside people when they're hurting because it makes you face pain in your own life. Otherwise you can't do it. You either run away or you minimize their pain or what other unhealthy, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, states of being. And so I'm most proud of our team and their ability to continue to replicate themselves. And cause it's now not me teaching everyone. It's them teaching new people. And that is, I think our biggest accomplishment because it's not, just about grabbing any random artist off the street and putting them in the hospital because that just doesn't work. Like whatever we do, we have to do with love and um, not everyone knows how to do that. And even people that are naturally loving still have to kind of learn some skills in order to do it in this type of setting. Um, so I think that's the thing I'm most, I'm most proud of that even now that I'm not in as much as an active role in the day-to-day -day running of the, of the organization that people are still being loved through art. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my answer. So now I'm going to look at the one. Same, same. Uh, I, yes. That like the team, the community we've created with, yeah. within ourselves, within the hospital systems, with, with the patients. And then I think also I'm proud of um, the way we've been able to grow and like naturally grow from the tiny little yeah. homemade Stanzi booth. <laughs> Which is you know, amazing. Which is, yeah, like, I'm so proud of that. You gotta start that somewhere. To be a part of that, yeah. Like, that that we've been able to survive the pandemic. Like, we had nowhere to go. Like, yeah. our homes are in the hospital, and our offices are in the hospital, and we weren't allowed in. And we still managed to continue and, and be here today to celebrate our sixth birthday. And it just goes to show, like, how how powerful, not just powerful the work that we're doing, but how, um, capable our team is. And, um, it's really cool. How would you answer that, Catherine? Catherine, are you proud of anything? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, turn around the question. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's similar to both of your answers because, um, it, it doesn't like hearts need art doesn't grow and continue to reach more people without a strong team of people. Yeah. Um, and so I have, I have so much admiration for the people that I work with through hearts need art, just because of um, what you were discussing Stanzi about, like, they're all very loving people, but there's also this kind of commitment you have to make um, to yourself and to the, the communities we serve that, you're taking care of yourself so that you can serve all these people. Um, and so you can show up authentically and not dismissing their pain or, you know, like what, whatever, like unhealthy, there's <laughs> like some unhealthy habits you can get into. So I just, I feel, um, I feel proud to know the people I've met through Hearts Need Art um, because they've, they've made me a better person too. So same thing. I'm proud of. Yeah. We love you, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are you both looking forward to the most in our, I don't want to say six years because who knows what will happen in six years, but the next six years. <laughs> yeah. Like anything that, that we're working on that you're excited about or some changes or in the, in the arts and health field as a whole or hearts and art. Well, I'm really excited about our next project, thanks to Impact San Antonio, um, the Impact San Antonio Award, because one of the, we're going to get like a little technical in, in arts and health field, <laughs> you know, one of our goals is that the arts are fully integrated into our healing systems, that when you go to a hospital, you should expect to see a doctor, a nurse, and 
an artist, that that is just part of the standard of care because attending to the personhood is part of treating the person um, and an integral part of treating the person. Because if, if they're lonely, if they're depressed, if they're in these other negative mood states, it negatively impacts their outcomes. So why are we not caring for the whole person? And the arts are always have always been part of the way humans care for each other and care for ourselves. Um, so they absolutely should be integrated into our healthcare system. Um, but <laughs> uh, we have a very data-driven healthcare system that doesn't really care about tradition <laughs> or history of humanity. It's fine. Um, they got it. <laughs> you gotta, it's, you gotta show like evidence, evidence-based practice, which is important, you know, cause there's lots of things that are handed down to us in through tradition that are not helpful for, for human thriving. So I appreciate the scientific method and it's an important part of our healthcare system. Um, and, but the, impact of the arts is incredibly hard to quantify because it is such a complex, it has such a complex, um, makeup and has, um, a really holistic impact on people. So it's not like you're giving a dose of a medication that's changing a specific, you know, m- protein in your body. Like it's not, it's a much more complex, um, thing. And so there's a lot of really exciting, um, work happening in the field of arts and health and then within researchers in arts and health to get more granular and specific about how to, how to articulate that. But the big, the thing I'm excited about for this grant is one of the big, um, barriers for arts and health being adopted in hospitals is how do you quantify its impact monetarily? Because this is something that isn't reimbursable by insurance yet. So it's not a billable service yet. Um, so you have to show to the hospital that it is beneficial. It makes business sense to them. And our hospitals were, have historically mostly been, um, uh, nonprofit or public hospitals, that have a philanthropic department that when they want to do a special project, they go and find the funding for it and then they put it in the hospital. But there is a movement in healthcare in the United States to privatize our healthcare systems. And so a majority of hospitals, even in just in our own city, are owned by for-profit health um, hospital or healthcare systems. And so we can't just show like, oh, this improves, you know, patient well-being. We need to show this improves patient satisfaction scores and employee retention and um, workplace satisfaction and these other metrics that impact their bottom line. So those are some of the things that we're going to be looking at with this project funded by the Impact San Antonio grant and has the potential to impact and unlock funding mechanisms across the field of arts and health. Um, and that's, you know, we don't want to put too much, uh, um, too heavy expectation on this project. Cause it's like kind of the first of its kind that, that is being done in this way. And like I said, it's hospital hospitals are complex. Arts are complex. Teasing out how they impact each other is complex. So this will kind of be the first phase I see of trying to measure that impact. Um, but it's a really important step for moving forward the adoption of arts and health in hospitals around the country. I got on my nerd box for a second. I'm going to ditto to all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, seriously, though, my answer is very similar. Just Stanzi has all the, the tech words. <laughs> um, but just I'm looking forward to, or I guess kind of like my, my birthday wish for Hearts Need Art is that um, through doing kind of this, I guess it's like a case study at this hospital, mm-hmm that that will propel, it'll like move the needle forward to show that, like show the value, show the data um, that we, like we already know it's valuable, but um, enough to make it more of the standard of care so that that humanization piece of healthcare, it it stays intact or is enhanced um, Mm -hmm. because I, I think it's, it's critical. So Absolutely. Yeah. 
I think um, I am looking forward to, I think what, what we do, we do really well. We're very good at going in and meeting people where they are. And you just, we just sat here for 45 minutes talking about it. I'm excited to keep perfecting that and to get it to a model where people are looking at Hearts Need Art as the standard of how you should run an arts and health organization. And I think mm. we have the people and the knowledge to become the the North Star of how you do this. And so that's what I'm excited about. Um, and then grow, like taking that and then being able to offer it to other other people who want to start it in their towns or cities or mm -hmm. states or, you know, like, because it should, it's not just for San Antonio and it's not just for cancer patients. It's, it's arts should be accessible to everyone. And so that's, I'm excited for that. Oh, I love that, Richard. And it's so true because like there there are other organizations that that do really excellent training in arts and health. But I think something that we do that's kind of unique about what we do is how do you train not just like the technique of how like how do you walk into a hospital and get patient referrals and start an art session, but how do you shape the heart of an artist that is going to come alongside someone that's hurting. And I think that without that, um, the interactions just aren't as meaningful and the impact isn't as great. And that's, you know, it's another example of like the complexity of art. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, it, it's not, you know, there's this very important human element and how do you, how do you, sh how do you shape and equip a human heart to come alongside another human heart um, in this capacity. Yeah. All right. We are um, at our hour long limit that we gave ourselves. <laughs> we thought about doing six hours for our sixth birthday, but we thought we all would get tired just, of us. Just 60 minutes. Yeah. 60 right. minutes. Yes. But we also can't like, uh do it without not just the people who who donate and support us monetarily but the people who are watching this podcast who follow us on social media and share and all of the ways that people support donating supplies it all goes into how we are six years old today and yeah. uh, so we can't we can't do this without everybody involved in any possible capacity. way no matter yeah, yeah any capacity Yes. So thank yep. you. Thank you. Also, one last story. So uh, also thank you to Stanzi for trusting me to be a social media volunteer when I first started. <laughs> and the very first post I ever posted, because I still have trauma over this, was a post about um, art therapy. And oh, oh no. art <laughs> here at Hearts Need Art. And I posted it and I got a message right away that was like, um, that's a really cute post you made, but it's incorrect for our organization. I was like, well, I'm done here. Like, like clearly, she didn't say you were fired, though. No, I did in my head. I was like, well, I clearly don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I signed up for this. Uh, She's like, I, didn't you read my, yeah, my poster board? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh -oh. Yeah, that's my story. Well, and thank you, Richard, because you know you really represent this next chapter for Hearts Need Art. You know, I have I have my plate full now with other things, and it's um really a wonderful feeling to be able to step back and know that it's going to continue. And there's plenty of nonprofit founders when they step away that everything kind of crumbles and things are just like picking up steam. And that's huge. It's an large part thanks to your leadership, Richard, and your love and commitment to the work that we do. So thank you, Richard, for everything well, that you do. I'm excited for our seventh birthday party. Yes. <laughs> See what's happening then. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, I made an oopsie. Make sure you're texting 6 S I X to 53555 and not, not podcast. podcast. <laughs> I mean, you can do either one. It's all going into the same thing, but okay. um, that's easier. Six S I S I X S I X five three five five five, and help us celebrate today. Thanks everyone for listening, watching. Make sure you keep creating. Woo! And uh, we'll see you later. 
Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, and hosted by Richard Wilmore and Catherine Partisini. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay 